Welcome to JJ the Wedding Planner Podcast, the podcast for all the lovebirds who are young or young at heart, the non-traditionalists who might like some traditions, los que hablan español, inglés, or maybe more like Spanglish, where the one rule is that we are exclusively inclusive. I'm JJ, and after almost eight years in the wedding industry serving couples of all backgrounds, I realized that there wasn't a central place where I can send them to hear from all the amazing POC professionals that I had met. So, aquí estamos para servirles. After each episode, you will walk away feeling empowered to take on the bits of planning that lead up to your big day while keeping la tía lovingly off your back. Bienvenidos! Bienvenidos! Welcome! I am so excited to introduce season two of JJ the Wedding Planner podcast. Happy New Year! Feliz Año! If I haven't talked to you before, thank you for being here. I'm excited to be launching this next season of our podcast of this community that keeps growing. Um, and I just want to give a super huge shout out for all of the faithful listeners out there. Your girl is so, so grateful for you. Um, this little podcast has started to become a bit of a community. Um, there's lots of comments and DMs that go on on Instagram. And I'm just so grateful for it. And I'm grateful for all of you who share this podcast, who tell your friends about it, who tell your recently engaged friends about our company and about this podcast. Um, that is what this is for, this is for our comunidad, to be sharing with each other, to help each other. Um, and so I'm so grateful for all of you who do that. I'm super stoked to get into the meat of our podcast today. We're going to be talking about some of the things to expect or not expect in 2021 when it comes to weddings. Um, some trends that are we're seeing come up, some things, some new thoughts, new ideas that wedding professionals are talking about. So make sure you grab your notebook. If you are engaged and you are looking to plan a wedding for either late 2021 or 2022, take some notes because this is really going to be helpful for you in your planning process. Let's go. Okay, so let's talk about some of the trends that we started seeing in 2020 that we're going to keep seeing in 2021. Number one is the idea of the micro wedding. So let me just say this existed <laughs> before quarantine, before all this stuff. I know many people have renamed it quarantine wedding or um, micromony, like a micro ceremony, but these actually have existed for a long time and people have chosen to do this type of wedding for many reasons. Some it's financial, maybe they just didn't want to put a whole bunch of money into the wedding day. And for others, it's just their personality, right? Um, I'm pretty sure all introverts are like, yes, give me that type of wedding. I don't want to be dealing with 150 people all day. So yes, this existed before, but of course, as for obvious reasons, it did become much more popular in the age of coronavirus. When we're locked down, when we're not able to be with all of our friends and family um, for short bits of times, we were able to uh, be with one or two other households, especially here. I'm really talking specifically in Southern California. I know other states have had different rules and regulations and things like that, but right now in Southern California, we are actually semi-open again. 
Um, I don't even know how to put it, but I know that all of my LA, OC, uh, Southern California people will understand that we're in this kind of weird phase where we're technically allowed to be with a couple of households, but we really shouldn't be. But, you know, we're just going to go off of the idea of having a small, intimate gatherings and ceremonies. And so what I really want to first talk about is the difference between a micro wedding and an elopement. These are two very different things. We have been hearing them um, talked about kind of in the same spaces in the last year, but they're different. So an elopement is straight up when you just take off. <laughs> like you and your partner um, go off somewhere and get married. Sometimes it's to another country back when we could travel. Um, but it could also be just going off into the desert or the mountains or the beach. And it literally being you and your partner and your officiant and maybe a witness or two. And that's pretty much it. That's like you pick up and you take off and you're like, we're just going to do this and you go. And this can actually also be something that's done in a court um, that is done in that type of way. But that's an elopement where there isn't a full day of events like a wedding. And then on the other hand, we do have the micro wedding, which is like its title suggests a small version of a whole wedding. So it still has a lot of the typical elements of a wedding, like the getting ready together, the ceremony, the reception, the dancing, the eating together, all it still has all of those elements, but in a much scaled down version. So that's a lot of what we saw in 2020 um, with, you know, like really small backyard micro weddings, um, because a lot of people wanted to keep their date and then are deciding to, you know, do the bigger thing, the bigger party this year, 2021, or even 2022. But that's the biggest difference between the two. And what a lot of wedding professionals are talking about right now is that we're going to keep seeing this not only because of the restrictions, not only because of the positive financial reasons, but also because a lot of people are realizing that it is just less stressful to be able to do something like this, where you can really focus on your partner and yourself and your closest, closest family and friends, and really just have it be a day of just living in that love and living in that experience, living in the intimacy of the moment. Um, not that big weddings are bad. Trust me, I, for myself, have always envisioned a big wedding just because I have a huge family, um, as does my fiance. But we also understand that there are positives for this. So if you are still kind of on the fence and you're not really sure what direction you want to go on, some of the plus sides of having a micro wedding, obviously, are the cost. It's also that you can figure out the day that you want and just do it. If you're doing a micro wedding and you're not doing it at an official like wedding venue and you're doing it maybe at your own home, a friend's home, somewhere that's more of a private residence or location, you don't have to worry about, you know, battling it out with another couple to get the date. You don't have to worry about planning it so far in advance because your venue is booked. So cost, date is huge. And then also you just get to have more time with your guests. So imagine, it's just the two of you, right? So imagine being one person and trying to spend quality time with 150 people. It's just not always possible. I know all of my couples who have had larger weddings, that's one thing most of them mentioned is just saying how much more time they wanted to spend with their guests. Of course, these are the closest people in your life <laughs> that they're at your wedding. And if you have 
a smaller ceremony and or a micro wedding, you're able to give each guest a little bit more time. You're able to have longer conversations. You don't have to feel rushed about, oh, now I got to go do this. Now I got to go see that family. Now I got to go there. And it just overall helps with the stress. And then the final thing that is a big win for me in micro weddings is the decision fatigue is much less. If you have ever planned any big party event or you're in the midst of wedding planning, you understand what decision fatigue is. It means you're just tired of having to make decisions. And when it's a big thing and you're thinking about a lot of people, there are lots of things that you have to be thinking about, lots of little details, and your brain just feels exhausted. And you're like, I'm so over this because you have to make a decision for every little thing. But when you are doing a micro wedding, there are less people to have to make accommodations for and typically less of the traditional events and things to do and to worry about. So it's also better for those who have a lot of stressful things already going on in life. I know many of my clients have young children. Some of them are trying to do this whole virtual learning things with their kids. Some of them, they're in grad school and they're just trying to figure out how to balance time and life and family and kids and planning a wedding. And it's a lot. So micro weddings, I'm all for them. I still highly suggest having a wedding professional to help guide you in the process to just make everything simpler for you. But that's a big win. It's a big trend that we saw come up in 2020. um, And we're going to keep seeing it in 2021. And for those of you who don't want to elope, but also don't want a whole day of traditional events and things to do and all of that, there is also a, um, I guess you could say like a third version of what you could do. So there's a lot of people who after a short ceremony, choose to do something more like a wedding brunt or like a cake and champagne reception, which means you do your ceremony and then you have a few small bites with your friends and family and then they go home. (laughs) And so if you are wanting something that is short and sweet, that has the main pieces like like a ceremony, but you don't want it to be a 12 or 14 hour day, then that may be a good third option for you. So it's important to think about what's important for you and your partner, what's important for your family, and then making the decision that's right for you. Again, some people, because of energy, they, it's important for them to not have a whole bunch of people around them, right? In the end, this day is about you and your partner and you want to just enjoy every moment with them. And that of course includes your family. But if you're like, I want to have the moment, but I don't want it to be all day, then this might be the way for you to go. Cake and champagne is a great way to celebrate, do the cake cutting, maybe have a drink or two with friends and then let that be it if that's later in the evening. But I'm also really loving the idea of a morning ceremony with a wedding brunch. You have some simple brunch items. You don't have to worry about a whole sit down meal. You know, there's just a lot that you can work with and change and customize for you and your family. So these are so far the top three trends that we're seeing. And to be honest, I don't think they're going to go away anytime soon. Even once things are, you know, 100% back and we're 
we're all open and COVID is not a fear the way it is right now, I think a lot of these things are actually just going to keep moving forward because of the ease of stress, because of financial reasons, and because of just like wanting to pare things down and make them be really simple and special. So these are some of the things we're seeing this year. Let me know if there's anything else out there in the world that you are thinking about that you have seen that you're wanting to try out for you. Okay, friends, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining us. We can be BFFs on Facebook or Insta at JJ the Wedding Planner. Or if you're actually looking for information on wedding planning or coordination services, you can head over to our website, jjtheweddingplanner.com. And please don't forget to leave us a review on today's episode. Let us know what you thought. Was this helpful? And the more five-star reviews that we get, the better chance we have at reaching more people with this information. Thank you so much again and we'll see you soon. Los quiero. Adios.